Hello, and welcome to the Sermon Podcast from Normandale Baptist Church here in Fort Worth, Texas. My name is Dean Brightman, one of the members here at Normandale. We know that there's lots of podcasts to choose from, and we are so thankful that you've chosen to listen here. We hope that this sermon is encouraging for you as you seek to know Jesus better. If this sermon has helped you, we want to invite you to support the ongoing ministry of Normandale. And you can do that by going to normandale.org forward slash give. And thanks. Welcome to Kids Takeover Sunday. Uh, in a bit, I am going to have the kids come back up and just kind of just sit in this general area right here. Um, I was thinking more elementary kids, but if a preschooler escapes and just makes a break for it, just let it go. It's okay. It's, it's chaos in here. All right. So... Um, a while back, I was asked uh, to teach on, on uh, this day, this uh, Takeover Sunday, and I was asked what I wanted to teach on. And I believe within three seconds of being asked, I said, I want to teach on fasting. Like, um, it, was, it was immediate because I knew like, there's, there's a couple of things that, that, um, that mean a lot to me. Uh, one of them is uh, spiritual disciplines, okay, uh, and, and uh, in particular, prayer and fasting, um, they, they are just spiritual disciplines in general um, because of, I guess, my, my childhood. Uh, I didn't really attend church regularly when I was a kid um, and didn't really, like once I got saved, I didn't really have an idea of what to do after that. It was kind of a, I got saved, it was kind of a one and done thing. And I got into a lot of trouble in my teenage years um, and probably w- would have benefited from some good spiritual disciplines and some, and, and some knowledge on what to do after you're saved. So that was kind of the, what pushed me uh, into the children's ministry to begin with was just um, the fact that I didn't want kids to have the same problems and, and struggles that I had. And also uh, just, to, just to have a kid that can start off um, at a young age and, and already be growing in Christ and knowing what to do and just having those goals and, um, and, and to know what next steps are. Um, and, and like once you get saved, what are the next steps? What do you do after this? Where do you go? How do you grow? What's it supposed to look like? Um, how do I, you know, model Jesus? Like just those steps that you kind of get to push those kids through and, and help them with and, and just watch them grow. It's, it's incredibly rewarding. So and so I, I don't know that I would have had that desire if I had not gone through what I went through. So I'm grateful for it, even though there's some things I, uh, yeah, some things I would do a little different. I'm still grateful for the, the overall desire to just to, to be pushed towards a children's ministry and, and to, to take those next steps with those kids. Um, and that's kind of the goal of uh, spiritual disciplines is to just continue growing um, and, and in my own confusing way, I'm going to have some slides up. Okay, there's one. Kyle's already on top of it. Um, in my own confusing way, I kind of answered what a spiritual discipline is. It's doing something that we can do in order to do something that we can't do, uh, which is to be like Jesus. Um, we alone cannot be like Jesus. It, that, that's exactly what we are called to do. So uh, I'm going to put these on. This is, this is for looks. It's not because I've gotten to the age where I can't see. It's a, actually, it's a support of solidarity for Brent Lightsey, who struggles with his eyesight. Old age, you know. Um, but uh, these are, yeah, these are just, these are glass. They're not actual needed. Um, okay, so uh, Paul in Ephesians uh, 5.1, he says, therefore, be imitators of God as dearly loved children. In uh, 1 Corinthians uh, 11.1, Paul says, imitate me 
as I also imitate Christ. So being like Jesus, surprisingly, not that easy, Paul. It's, it's a little difficult. We tend to miss that mark pretty horribly. And of course, this, I, I try to include a, a story where I get to punch, uh, make fun of myself. Um, and that's, I've got one that fits us perfectly. So uh, there was a time where uh, my little brother and I decided that we were going to play hockey. We were going to play ice hockey. And uh, we went and we got the gear. Uh, we had the, the pads. We had the pants, the, the hockey socks, the skates. You know, like we did all in. We were going to play hockey. And, and at the time, we had been watching Stars games, like every Star game. Like it, we never missed a game. By the way, go Stars. Huh? I mean, yeah. Moment of silence for Minnesota. No, I'm just kidding. I just, <laughs> they're fine. Um, but anyway, so we had watched every Stars game, and I, and I, I Zuboff and Yuri Lettinen and Mike Madonna and those guys, and they, they were my heroes, and I watched every move they made so closely that I knew I could imitate that if I could just get on the ice. I had, because I had something that they didn't have. I had the will to be the best, right? I was gonna, I was gonna be amazing. Somebody was gonna see me at 28, 27, whatever I was at the time. They were gonna see me and go, we gotta get this guy. We need him, right? And, and, and I had this whole thing played out in my head. It was gonna be awesome. We were gonna be amazing. So we got all of our gear. We went to our, our first game. We had never hockey skated before, by the way. We had gone ice skating as kids, but never like played hockey. So we went to our first game. We found a little league, um, and it was like a bunch of 19, 20-year-old kids that actually probably did have a shot at making the NHL. We didn't. But anyway, so we went to our first, our first game, and we're in the locker room, and we're putting our gear on, and it's super exciting. Uh, you know, and it's, it, by the way, hockey locker rooms are awful. They smell so, they do not wash those pads, by the way. And, and so we're in there, but it's still, it's, it's, the, it's the atmosphere, right? It was really exciting. So we get all our gear on. We get out on the ice. We start skating. And I find out pretty quickly, I'm fast. Like, I've got some pretty good speed. And uh, I, I, felt, I felt like I was doing pretty well. But it didn't take long before I realized that I had one thing uh, in my repertoire that was missing. And that, that was the ability to stop. Now, I was really good at slowing down. I mastered that part, but stopping, I, I did not, I couldn't get, my feet just wouldn't work. So what ended up happening was in order to stop, I would use the boards or the other team. And, and people thought like, man, this, this dude is really, really physical. But I, in reality, I was just, I was awful. I had no idea how to stop. I, I was not by any means an NHL level hockey player. I had the will, but it takes a lot more than will. It takes work. And being Christ-like takes a lot of work and the Holy Spirit. And even if it doesn't, and it, like, it doesn't magically happen when we get saved either. It's not some kind of like you get saved and all of a sudden you're just like Jesus. Um, it, it, they're two totally different things. Being, being saved and being Christ-like are, are two totally different uh, occurrences or, or, or things. Um, even though salvation and being Christ-like are sometimes kind of lumped in together, uh, but they're, they're, they're not, two totally different things. So salvation is the realization that we are the opposite of Christ, and in response to that, we turn our lives over to him and become a new being. That is, that is salvation. Being Christ-like is taking that moment or that decision and saying, as a, as a new creation, 
I'm going to uh, have a new purpose. I'm going to be transformed by the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to actively pursue a life that models Christ. It's, it's post-salvation growth. So the way we accomplish this spiritual rebirth and growth is through the implementation or the use of spiritual disciplines. So I don't know if y'all know, uh, I, I do a lot of prep before sermons because I'm terrified to get up here. Uh, but as I was prepping for this sermon, I wanted to know exactly how many spiritual disciplines there were. Exactly. I just, not, that, not that y'all were going to quiz me. I just wanted to know. Like in, in case, I, just, I have to know how many are out there. So I did some exhaustive and extensive research, which means I typed into Google how many spiritual disciplines are there. So here's, here's what I found. The answer was seven. Seven main disciplines. It was also 10. It was also the essential eight. It was also the key five disciplines. There was the discipline dozen and the cover all bases 20. But no matter how many there were, they all fell into one of two categories. It was either inward disciplines or outward disciplines. Now, the inward disciplines are like prayer, reflection, solitude, and the outward was like service, tithing, and like fellowship. So today, I, because of limited extension spans and time, I'm just going to do two inward disciplines that I'm going to be focusing on. The first one, of course, is going to be prayer. Now, prayer is a conversation between us and God, but it is also a lot more than that. It's also an act of humility where we acknowledge that the, uh, God is the only one that has all the answers that we are lost and helpless without him. And it's how we keep going when everything is falling apart around us. Prayer is like a, it's a refuge. It is a safe place that we can go to when everything else is failing us. And I love my prayer time. I, I look forward to it. I've shared this with uh, everybody that'll talk to me. Um, like, I love my prayer time. It is probably some of the, the best time I have. I, could, I do it. I'm busy during the days. I'm usually driving, doing stuff like that. So I, I pray a lot. And, and uh, it's, it's a really good time where I just get to get close to God and have these conversations with him. Sometimes I'm sure God is like, okay, get to the point. But I ramble. I enjoy talking to God. And I can tell you, one thing, one thing I've learned, uh, this is one helpful hint, this trick, y'all can use this, um, it's a freebie, uh, is before I pray, I've started doing this, um, I did this years ago, and it's just a simple thing, but before I pray, uh, I just take a moment, just a breath, and just take this time and, and just to realize that like, I am in the presence of God. When you, when you take that moment, that breath, and just realize, like, you just breathe that in, that you are in the presence of God the Father as you are about to talk. Before you even utter a word, just take that moment, and I promise you that'll change the way you pray. It's, it's amazing. Um, and just, just, yeah, just that, that focus, it, it brings God into your mind. It, it, it prepares your heart, and, it, and then, then you can lay your burdens, your praise, your hope, all that before his throne, but just take that moment, and, and it really does uh, change the way you pray. All right. Um, again, that was just that was a throw in. Uh, all right. So 1 John 5.14 says, if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Now, this is amazing news that we should celebrate this, that our God hears us. Uh, and I have to admit, when I, was, when I was a younger man, this verse kind of bothered me a little bit because it was like, okay, so if it's not in his will, he's just ignoring me? I mean, like, it just didn't make sense. It kind of aggravated me. 
But what used to aggravate me now gives me a measurable comfort because I know that he wants what's best for me. And I know he knows what's better for me than I know. He knows me. He knows me so well. And he, sometimes he will give us what we, what we need, but he also doesn't give us what we want sometimes. And, and again, I'm thankful for that because I know in my heart that I am broken and, and a sinner, and I'm going to ask for things that benefit me in my head benefit me, but God knows me better and he protects us. And, and so that, that, sh- that shielding, that protection, that judgment that he uses, his perfect will, uh, to know that that's there and in place, is, it's a comforting. Where it used to, like I said, it used to aggravate me. Now I'd look at it and I'd go, thank you for that. Thank you for knowing me so well that you don't give me the things that I ask for sometimes. Uh, okay, First Peter 5, 7 says, cast all your cares on him because he cares about you. He is a father who loves his children. Okay, and today is all about children. So at this time, I'm going to ask the elementary uh, kids, fourth through sixth grade, elementary kids to come up, and y'all just have a seat up here. It's all right, guys. I'm not going to do anything but ask you weird questions and mess with you a little bit. Yeah, just sit down. It's okay. Yep. Everybody just sit down. Make yourselves at home. All right, so I am going to start off with some memory verses. I'm going to have you guys, or not memory verses. I'm not going to do that to you. I'm going to have you read some scripture, and it's going to be on the board, so don't panic. All right, and I don't want to show any favoritism at all, okay? This is going to be, this is going to be just random, all right? So I'm just going to ask uh, Mr. Kyle if you'd put the first verse up. Okay, who wants to read the first verse? Does anybody want to read this first verse? Y'all take a look. Take a look at the board, y'all. Anybody? Do what? You don't know how to read that. Oh, you don't know how to read that? Uh, let's, oh, you've got, ma'am, would you come up? Oh, easy, easy girl. There you go. All right, so what is your name? Xing Wu. Xing Wu what? Culver. Oh, that's a lovely name. All right, Ms. Xing Wu Culver, can you read this verse on the board for us, please? Of course it is. Thank you very much. It's a good job. Okay. Does anybody, does anybody know how to translate that? Anyone? Again, oh, you, ma'am. Oh, come on up. You look beautiful, by the way. All right. And what is your name, ma'am? Xing An. Xing An what? Culver. Okay. <laughs> okay, Miss Xing An Culver. What is that? What did she just say? We heard it, but we don't understand it. What, is it, what does that mean? Look and pray so you don't get into trouble. All right. Very good. Thank you. It's, how cute is that? All right. All right. And then, oh, so next verse, I'll, I'll go ahead and put this. This will be in English. Does anybody want to read this one? All right. Macy? You can, you can stay there. You will call to me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. Very good. Thank you so much. Excellent job. Okay, and then one more, one more. Let's see. Uh, Proverbs 15.8. All right, go ahead, Seth. The prayer of this upright is his delight. The prayer of the upright is his delight. Is that what you said? Yes. Good job. All right, thank you, guys. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Okay, so according to the verses that we've read so far, We've got, he hears us, he cares about us, he doesn't want us to get into trouble, he listens to us, and he delights in us. 
It pleases God to hear our prayers. He wants to know our joys and hurts. And when we pray, we are growing in trust and love with him. Okay, and we're going to explain that a little bit about growing in trust and love with him. So, all right, how many of you dudes and dudettes have a best friend? Raise your hand if you have a bestie. Bestie for the restie of BFF. Okay, everybody here. Okay, do you talk to your friends? Do you Okay, raise, raise your hands if you talk to your friends. Okay, you talk to them. Okay, uh, do, you, do you talk or you just stare like a really creepy, like? You talk, okay. What do you guys talk about? Now, this could get weird, by the way. So what do you guys talk about with your friends? Uh, we talk about, I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yes, all right. Ms. Peyton, what do you talk about with your friends? We talk about whatever's on our mind. Whatever's on your mind. Of course you do. You share. What about if something cool happens? Do you share something like that? Do y'all share like exciting news? Like we just bought a boat? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yes, Seth Michael. This is uh, going to be scary. Go ahead, buddy. We talk about memes. About memes. Okay. All right. I want to pretend like I'm hip enough to know what that is. I've heard the term meme. I think it's a video. Okay, it's a picture of something funny, which I, of course it is. Okay, so, okay, gotcha. So my point is, if you want to, if you want to be close to your friends, do you think you should talk to them? Yes, right? Absolutely. And when you talk to them, you get a little bit closer, right? You have these conversations, you get to know them. Let me ask you this. Would you be a best friend? Would this friend be, still be really super close to you if you never talked to him? Just once a year, you got together and you got in a room and you just went like this and stared at each other. Right? Creepy, isn't it? See, you, you wouldn't be close if you never talked to him. And that's the way it is with God. We talk to God by, how do we talk to God? What's the one way we talk to God? Prayer. Yeah, we talk to him by prayer, right? We have these communications with God, these, these conversations with God where we, we open up our heart and we share things that are exciting. We share things that are scary. Uh, and we have these conversations. And that's how we glow. Uh, glow. We do glow we, we, with joy. We glow with joy and we grow closer to God in these commun uh, communications this time we spend with God. Okay, and I'm going to talk about another way that we grow closer to God. So we've got prayer already. The next one is called fasting. All right, that's our next spiritual discipline, fasting. Does anybody know what fasting is? What do you think fasting is? I know what fasting is. I have a friend. His name is... Okay, so what is fasting? You can't eat. You can't eat. Okay, that's one way. Yeah, you can do not eating. Yeah, we're going to hold off on that. Um, so we, one way we can fast is by not eating, but it's not always about food, right? It's, it, it doesn't have to be about food. It's giving up something you feel so that you can feel God, okay? It helps you focus on God. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you, uh, give you an example of that in just a second, but it brings, like, again, this brings God forefront in our minds when we're fasting. So imagine, guys and girls, dudes and dudettes, if I had, okay, I had this giant plate full of brownies, okay? Like good brownies, not the kind where old people put nuts in them and ruin them, but I mean like really good brownies that are just, chocolate. Some of them may have that peanut butter frosting on them because that's my jam. I like the ones with the peanut butter frosting. Y'all ever tried that? It's, it's, it'll change your life. Literally change your life. Okay, so I've got this giant plate of brownies, okay? 
and, and I'm putting this plate right here, okay? And I'm going to tell you, you can have all of those brownies. You can eat as many brownies as you want, but you have to wait four hours. I can't do that. Okay? Now, listen, I'm going to put a clock. I'm going to put a clock right next to it, okay? And the clock is going to tell you exactly when four hours goes by. All right, here's the thing. If you eat a brownie, if you pick one up at three hours and 59 minutes, I'm going to come over and slap it out of your hand and throw them away. You have to wait exactly four hours, okay? So while you're waiting, while you're waiting, what are you going to be thinking about? For four hours, what are you going to be thinking about? Brownies. You're going to be thinking about brownies. And what are you going to be watching? You're going to be watching the brownies or are you going to be watching... You're going to be watching the clock. Yeah, you're going to be focused on watching that clock because you want what? You want those brownies. You want those delicious brownies, okay? And that is what fasting is. Fasting is a way to help you focus on God by not doing something that you want to do or that you're used to doing, like eating or drinking or, or having snacks or whatever it is. And it could be, it could be uh, video games. It could be TV. It could be candy. It could be Dr. Pepper's. It could be coffee. It could be any of those things. It's something that you're giving up. I know you guys aren't probably coffee drinkers yet, but it's going to happen. But you give those things up just for like a day or whatever. And the reason you're doing it is so that while you're thinking like, man, I really want those brownies or I really want a Dr. Pepper. Why am I not having one right now? And you're like, oh, it's because I'm fasting. And you're like, wait a minute. Why am I fasting? And then you realize, oh, I'm fasting because I need help to focus on God because I need help from God, right? So it just helps you focus on God. It helps you to remember to pray all day while you're, while you're thinking about those brownies. You're like, why can't I have brownies? Oh, I'm fasting. Let me pray about this thing, whatever you're worried about. And, and it, it could be a lot, a lot of people fast for a lot of different reasons. It could be to overcome temptation. So raise your hands if you've ever, you don't, y'all don't have to participate in this part. I don't want to put you on the spot. Raise your hands if you've ever been tempted to do something bad. Right? How about them brownies? You were already thinking about stealing a brownie, weren't you? Right? So we get, we get tempted. We can go and we can fast and we can pray and it can help us to uh, overcome temptation. How about when you're really sad? Like when someone dies that we love or a pet dies that we love? Like it could be something that we're trying, we could just help us focus on God, right? What about um, repentance? That's a big word. Have y'all ever done something y'all felt bad about? Yeah, they could be, you could do that for, to, to repent, to, let, to show God that you're sorry and that your heart is broken. You could also do it to, just to make your prayers more special, just to say, God, I'm praying for this, but I'm seriously praying for this. Like, I really, really, really need your help, right? And you could do fasting, and that's going to help make you think of God, and make, it, it makes everything better when you're thinking about God. Are you guys eating imaginary brownies? Of course, awesome. All right, and listen, fasting is not something we should do for show or to draw attention to ourselves. Matthew 6, 18 says, so that fasting isn't obvious to others, but to your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. This is a personal thing between you and God. So think of it like, think of fasting like you're holding hands with God and you're not letting go. You are connected, you are safe, and you are loved by God. Your thoughts are on him and his are on you. It's a pretty special time. You don't have to fast to pray or pray to fast, but when you combine those two things, you're gonna experience the full effectiveness of both of them. It's gonna make your prayer more special. It's gonna make your fasting more special, and that time is gonna be more special. All right, thank you guys so much. You were awesome. Y'all can go back and sit in your chairs. Thank you. Bye, buddy.
All right. So I'm going to wait for the kids to get in their chairs, and then I am going to pray for us. Okay. If you'd bow your heads, please. Father, thank you for our church. Thank you for caring about us and hearing us. I pray that you continue to work on the hearts of our children as you prepare them to do great things for you. I pray that you continue to grow them and draw them closer to you and give them a desire to to grow your kingdom. Give them a reason and uh, and a a drive uh, to know what's right and and what's good and the wisdom and and just the strength and courage to do just that, uh, just to to follow you and, and do what's right. Father, I pray for um, us as adults and teens, that we never grow tired or lose that childlike desire to, to, to please you, that we never get so arrogant and think that we have all the answers or that we can make it without you. Help us to seek you out and your will before we do anything. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for Jesus. And it's in his name we pray. Amen.